this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. that really rocked me was Mary and Martha that really hit me to where the Holy Spirit would begin to share some additional downloads on the inside of me. Also, uh, what really got me, uh, I think beyond anything, is when uh, the two sons of Zebedee decided to, they wanted to position the Lord for the position on the left and the right-hand side. I think... Uh, that's where you got me, so I'll be teaching the message on that one, too, because I think a lot of times we always trying to position ourselves for positions in the body of Christ, and we don't realize that what we're asking for uh, poses a challenge. And what I would say to all of you guys, if God called you into something, I want to make sure you guys hear it. If God called you into something, He already has a plan for it. He's going to do it on his own. You don't have to chase it down. You don't have to try to fit into it. He knows what he put into you. He knows what he's called you to do. It is not your responsibility to seek it out. What do I mean by seek it out? Oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do here. I'm going to go there. And we seek out words to try to align with what God is calling us to do. When God called me a pastor, trust me, I didn't go chase after it. I wasn't around the corner trying to figure out, let me get next to the next pastor to become a pastor. Better yet, I was running from it. And 90% of the times when God calls you into something, you're running from it. You're not trying to run to it. And so it's so important that you stop and listen to God and not make yourself busy with things you think God wants you to do. But I would say to you, if I don't say nothing to anybody else, James, just worship. For all that you desire is in your worship. Just worship. It's in your worship is where you're going to find what you're looking for. You don't have to chase after it. You don't have to look for a word. You don't have to look for anything. In your worship, because you have a beautiful worship, when you do worship, that's where he's going to meet you. It's in your worship. Nothing else. I couldn't give you a word that's going to speak to every aspect of your life because it will never help you. But if you would just worship, you'll find everything you're desiring. And that's all he's looking for is your worship. Your worship. Yeah. Good morning. My name is Billy, and I'm the assistant pastor here. And I don't want to be here. (laughs) 
I didn't want to be here. <laughs> Pastor called me yesterday. Uh, usually, we, uh, she and I had a, a conversation about what and who uh, to come and teach. And I thought like, oh, I have uh, two Sundays in January, so maybe I should skip uh, uh, February and then just come back in March, right? And then after I talked to her, uh, the Lord start like downloading messages because my excuses to her or my reasons were, I'm not ready, I'm jacked up, I'm all over the place, I'm whatever, fill in the blank, right? And, and the Lord is still faithful. So I praise God for that. And then before I start, I just ask the Lord, Lord, I am grateful for the opportunity to share my life, to share the things that you show me, not only that, to develop the gift in me. So. I praise for who you are in me, in us, and the things that you're about to do in our life, in, our, in the kingdom. I just praise again. Just release everything back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So as Pastor was just speaking earlier, sharing about the chosen, so I was laughing because I was what she was speaking. <laughs> I was chasing after what it means to be a pastor or assistant to her because in the beginning, there's this phase of my life where, you know, when we come to this assembly, there is a sense of every, well, in, in our house, we establish that whoever comes to our door, the Lord basically give us our calling, our purpose, our whatever, you know, our relationship with Christ. So ever since coming here when I was a young man, um, the word pastor keep ping pong in my um, sphere, right? And becoming a pastor back then, listening to uh, her calling me a pastor, I resist a lot because I don't see the significance, the value, and not only that, the kind of responsibility of, of, of a pastor. And I think uh, back then also, there is that little uh, Billy that say, okay, yeah, becoming a pastor is great, it's, it's honorable, it's something, but at the same time, I don't want to do what our pastor is doing. So there is that little, actually not little resistance, a lot of resistance. And that lot of resistance is, is kind of throughout my um, journey as a Christian, as a believer, even coming to, to this podium, this altar, this, this um, just to be, you know? Because in my mind, a lot of, um, my personality, I like to overanalyze, overcompensate, over like, what do I bring? Because every time I'm coming to here, listening to pastor every Sunday in the back, learning to her, Lord, what is she saying? What is, what can I learn from her? Because I'm at one point trying to mimic her and we know mimicking is not working out, right? Copying. Why? Because 
the uniqueness of our gift, right? Our, our calling or our gifting is unique and it's um, basically made specially for you specifically because the words say he formed you in the beginning before we were born, right? So I cannot kind of copy our pastor kind of like uh, envy her anointing, envy what she's doing. I have to <laughs> develop my own relationship and coming here is a, a chance for me to practice this thing. And at one point, the, the reason yesterday is I don't want to. <laughs> And, and and part of it is because I feel unworthy, you know, inadequate to 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 stand before everybody and to as especially after last week when when all of us uh, were kind of invited to the throne room in the way of a courtroom, right? And some of us had a chance to basically go before the court, hear what the enemy is presenting. Not only hear what the enemy is presenting, but hear what our Lord valuation of how righteous we are, how worthy I am, how fill in the blank for you, because it's personal. There are certain things that enemy put in our space to kind of have us be distracted with the with our fleshly or earthly identity whereas the lord is asking this body rise up stand up be confident you know be in your authority be in my authority in christ right and 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 this unworthiness again it's a process right if you go to the court they say you're free right there is that in my mind question am i really free is this really it am i still for me am i worthy for this calling am i um can i do this i question myself and and the questioning is typical i mean it's normal to question this because because it's uh, a fleshly thing to kind of Check your own ability, right? Especially in leading, in 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 congregating, in relating with with all 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 of you, right? And and I often say I want to relate. I want to be a pastor in a certain capacity. For example, uh, for a couple months, I guess the Lord been pushing me not to have this individual one-on-one -on -one relationship where I was pushed to the forefront in here where I'm not comfortable to, to share anything. And, and, and part of it is the unworthiness, insecurity, the, the fear, fear of failing, you know, and fear of performing. And, and even coming from last night to here, my body, <laughs> my body just full of anxiety, full of pressure, uh, 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 just, just doubt of, of like what I'm going to do here when I'm coming here before you, right? But the Lord keep, again, Pastor helped me earlier, encouraged me, it's not that hard, just share 
my life, share the relationship, and 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 I often think <sighs> to be worthy, to be um, meaningful, I have to attain something. I have to attain knowledge. I have to attain uh, uh, accreditation from college theology, or 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 um, just testimony, you know, but. But in, in our case, in this space, in our body, the, what matters is the relationship, yes? Our relationship with Christ, individually, we are brought up to a, a sense of relationship. Not relationship with our pastor, but relationship with Christ ourself. Because she is just placeholder. She she can, she is still human. I'm still human, and other pastors are still human, and they can make mistakes. Yes, and and not only that, that relationship with the Lord. Okay, if our Lord says that we are worthy, why we negate that valuation of our Lord when our Lord is doesn't lie, doesn't fail, does not disappoint, right? And my mind, when, when I go through this, this, this cycle, is always questioning, Lord, are you going to be there for me? Are you going to still think that I'm worthy when I fail, when I did this that is un, unimaginable? You know, and and a lot a lot of thing is that the the that questioning that wanting the proof of our Lord is is I I recognize it's my own insecurity and my own uh, fear of disappointment that basically rising up keep telling me, hey, one day he's gonna our, my Lord's gonna do this when. In reality, he never fails. He never disappoints. He never abandoned me, right? But that questions the enemy used to, again, distract me, to distract us away from the relationship. Amen? So, with this message of... of being unworthy, I, I recognize this is a process. Like I mentioned to you, when when the court in the legal side said that you're free, there is that phase when we still question this 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 area of okay, am I free? And then the question is, what does this mean now? Right? Some people just say, yes, praise the Lord. I have no longer like Chelsea said, yes, praise the Lord. I no longer have to be on hook on this. And sometimes it's like, I, I don't know. And I, for me, I go back to captivity. And the Lord keep pushing us away from our old mindset. When we are free, we're free indeed, yes? And then how do I walk? How do you walk in, in freedom? Let me ask you that. Silence. That's that's the answer. <laughs> surrender. In freedom, there's surrender. Yes, amen. How do you walk in your freedom? 
When you know you're a freak, Josie. Yeah. I gotta just keep on telling myself, yeah, Lord, I trust you. Yes, Lord. I don't want to not be, you know, not in the real things happening. I just keep on repeating that to myself all the time. But I keep seeing that on my mind that hey, I am free. That's why he died on that cross for me because he wants me to be free. So, so you basically saying that you keep reminding your mind that you know you're free, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, 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 there, there is that point for me also uh, in my journey, I want to know and that knowing helped me, but I recognize also it's not the knowing part because knowing is so easy to be like if I questioning of myself and in our walk that identity of you are free. I am free. And the identity is, there's a switch between knowing and being, right? And a lot of things for me, the challenge of <sighs> worthiness. Again, my topic is feeling worthy of this calling, worthy to do the job. And the question of, I question with the Lord back and forth, can I do this? Can I do this? And, and he keeps telling me, I can do this. And, and from knowing to just doing and being, there is that process. And oftentimes, I'm still going through the process because I, every time I come here, there's topic of this battle between can I do this or I cannot do this, you know? And, and, and I want to hear more for you guys what it means to be free for you. How do you walk in your freedom? Yes. Judgment. 
here. Thank you, Jesus, for you to share it with. Uh, sorry, I'm getting old. <laughs> so it felt like a helmet. I just took it off and I threw it away to get off of me. But I'm continually doing this. So my chest, my chest, for the last, I've been back five months and two days. He's telling me to lay down my life. Give him back. Yes. Yes. It's it's part of the process, Douglas. Like I mentioned to you, knowing free, knowing I'm free, knowing that you're free, there's things that kind of latch onto us. Like I'm expecting coming to this message, like oh. I will not have anxiety. I don't have no fear of, I have no, because I've done this multiple times. But body-wise, earthly-wise, feelings that's not belonging to spiritual is going to latch on to me. And the scripture this morning for me was like, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And, and, and um, not, not only that, that battle is still going through. Go ahead, Pastor. So Holy Spirit said, freedom to all of us. What we look at as freedom, it's a feeling. It's, it's a feeling, how we feel. Hold on. And, and it's how we feel. Because I, when I feel free, I'm free. It's a feeling. But in the midst of the struggle, I still have freedom. And, and that's when I'm truly free. I'm free, hear me, because I know there's a struggle going on. But in that struggle, my Lord is still on the throne. He's still reigning. And whatever that struggle was speaking to me, I'm still at peace and I, I, I'm free. So it's, it's a place that I enter into and I stay there. It's not something that I'm trying to assess and I think that's where we have the problem. We try to assess what freedom looks like, what peace looks like, what, what does it really look like and feel like. But half of the time we're possessing it but we don't even recognize we're possessing it because we're thinking it comes with touchy feelings. And there's no touching feelings in our freedom. It is, it's annoying. It's a understanding. In the midst of the storm, that storm can go all around you. But even as the storm is going forward, you are in a place of peace and freedom. And in that place you have peace and freedom, the last thing you concern about with what's going on. I'm not gonna be taken out by this. And that's what truly it means to be in this place. It can happen, everything can happen, but then at the end of the day, God is still sovereign. And, and I really wanna make sure in the midst of the storm, <sighs> Satan is geared to work against you. 
And you have to be in that position to where you're totally relying on God no matter what. Let, let him do what he has to do. But you're, you're relying on God. But to answer your question, because you're speaking in two areas. One, you're literally saying, and let me address the woman first so she don't get mad at you. And addressing the woman, she's warfare. She's going to always be warfare. And so I've learned in my worship alongside of her, she's warfare. So I'm going to move away from her. Because what's in her may distract me. But what's in her is valuable. And so I see the value in her. She was praying for everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I see the value in her. And, and, and sometimes I'm not her. And I recognize I'm not her. But I'm not going to hinder her but try to make her be me. Go worship in your own space. And so you said that before all this started. Yes. But in that place, she's what God created her to be. Absolutely. And what Billy is literally saying in his message that he has that same battle when he's 
got to come up behind me and actually teach a message behind me. I'm what God created me to be. Billy's what God created him to be. But I want to say something because you had two other things that really stood out to me. The second thing you literally said, I got into this place of worship and it was awesome. And God began to reveal some stuff to you. That's praise God. Yes. And then the third time you come back and you're, you're battling flesh and you can't get into that particular place. It is still worship. Because in, I mean, excuse me, it's still a place of peace. Because even in that place when I'm battling, I still know God is on the throne and he exists. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to battle things. Do you get it? It's not going to mean that every time I go before the Lord, I'm going to get this rich, juicy stuff. There's times I'm going to battle like her. Okay? But your battle became different. She's tearing things down. And things are tearing you down in that third thing. So I would then move closer to her and, and let whatever's on the inside of her start rocking me. And I will go back and let whatever she got going on be something that's going to help me enter in so I don't be left out and I don't have to deal with the battle. So there's times where I need to be in her presence because she's dealing with stuff in me. And there's other times I can go off on my own and just worship God because that's the place he created. But I'm going to stay close to what I'm one with. Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the, 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 that was an awesome yes. example. Exactly. Douglas, what you also saw is what she's been battling for you rise to the surface. Yeah. So it needs to be dealt with because it's all coming up. You know, the breakthrough she's looking for in you and stuff like that, don't, don't negate it. Because she's been battling and that stuff, when you, you see that frustration towards her and judgment and stuff like that, it's coming to the surface. So her prayers are starting to manifest in you. And so we just need to take note of that. Okay, so that when she said go next to her so it is moved, when you feel the moving on the inside, the fresh, whatever it is, cling hard to her and recognize it from a place of wisdom that you know, oh my gosh, subjectively, this is rising up and I feel this way, now I need to present it to the Lord. Otherwise, if you run away and go into your happy place, you may, you may push it back down until the next time. And it gets worse. <laughs> Let God be let God be the guide. Yeah. And not you try to guide yourself. Let God be the guide. The key here, if you're trying to guide yourself, you're going to miss it and sometimes you're gonna get it or whatever the case may be, but you will offend her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We know you when you're in the zone, nobody I, I don't even worry about you. Okay, like in today's worship, you were in the zone. 
the Lord just said, give her a flag so she'll fan some of this stuff away. So that's all I did was give you a flag so that you could start fanning in your praise and in your battle. So thank you for sharing your share battle. And I, and this is kind of individual. Billy, can I just add to what she's saying? We don't decide when we go home. She don't decide when she go home. We don't have the authority to tell him when we come home. And so what you play for life because if she goes home without full salvation, she goes not home to where she thinks she's going. And so we want her to tarry as long as possible until what's on the inside of you affect her outwardly. 
And so, Lord, let your will be done. You place me in this house, and in this house where you place me, Lord, I'm believing for salvation. I'm redeeming for redemption from all. And, Lord, I'm not going to accept nothing else. And so I'm standing on your word. I'm standing on what you promised. If I go forward and to speak to the lost, what should occur? And that's what you're standing on. But you're not in agreement with her departure. You're in agreement with life. Yes. Life. Yes, that's what, that's what you're in that house for. Yes. Yes, you're praying for that house and you're praying for whoever praying you for her. Mm-hmm. You're praying, praying for that. Yeah, um, this is an example of battle, battle that, you know, battle for truth, because there's things that, that for me, again, elements to distract my mind in my, my fate of truth and who God is in my life. Like Pastor said, I cannot... Uh, I have a challenge for those that come. I have a challenge sort of uh, this title of pastor or being a pastor. And a lot of the thing is I look within. I look at my ability. I look at my relationship. I look at my lack. Okay? I look at what I bring to the table to the Lord. And the Lord, before even evaluate me, just say, you are worthy, son. You are worthy. You, this is the word of the Lord. This is the truth that he, he gave to my life. And I, for some reason, the resistance, the, 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 the push away from, from that valuation, for some reason, the Lord allow it. Right? But there's times that, <laughs> Pastor warned me, there's times that, I cannot escape this, this, this pastor, this title, this whatever calling that, that we have in our life. Your identity in Christ is already formed. That's a fact. I, there's no way to deny that identity. Part of it is just that a lot of the things that the enemy does is to distract us to believe otherwise, to to make sure that we are ineffective, make sure that we questions our ability, questions the thing. But then the Lord keep telling from this messages upon messages, it is Him who done it. It is the cross that everything is 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 viewed upon, right? Our redemptions is at the cross. Our the truth is at the cross, right? We died at the cross. There's no doubt about it. He took us with him. He doesn't see our sin no more. We are free, just not in knowing, but in our identity. Amen? That's okay. Yes. 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 
Yes, so feelings is not an indication of where we're at. It's an outcome of peace, outcome of release, right? But we shall not anchor ourselves in feelings. We anchor ourselves in truth, in spirit and truth, in worship. That's why we pastor <laughs> rallying us to worship the Lord. Forget everything else. Worship God. That's also an expression of our freedom in Christ. Because when we're free, praise. Praise the Lord is here. Praise is, 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 is upon your soul, upon your things. Just say, hallelujah, holy is the Lord. You are worthy of the Lord. Amen? Uh, not yet. Looking at it, looks like, yeah. Let me see. Ah, uh, it it uh, varied right now. So I'm going through a lot of scriptures, going that from pastor suggestions versus what, what I have in mind. But I'm going through actually Book of Samuel one, Atakia. exist it's just you and me (laughs) and i really want you to just be you okay so when we look at worthy yes and we look at worthy on the inside of you what really happens on the inside of you uh for me um i was i'm questioning it like, am I can worthy? Can you turn your seat so you can't look at them? Because it's our conversation. You guys just listening in on a conversation. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that, Pastor, because it's just... <laughs> because it's uncomfortable. The way they're going to have to hear you, because it's uncomfortable. Yes. What makes it uncomfortable, Billy? Because that feelings of not having worthiness is in me, you know? And, and in my mind, it's always having that position, you know, or relationship, meaning relationship with somebody. And not only that, you need to have, let's say, wealth or riches or asset to kind of, and and also confidence. But where did you get this feeling? How did you get this false measure? Uh, 
Where did it come from? It, it's, it's. Who are you listening to? Did dad say, oh, son, you need to do this in order to uh, obtain? Uh, Was there a woman on the other end speaking to you? What's going on? Tell uh, me. A, a, lot, a lot of the stuff that's going on in my mind, I think it's a mental growing up, Pastor, where when as a kid, I'm very isolated. As a kid, I, I kind of rejected what my father have done to show love, to show affection, to show who, what it meant to be man, right? And part, part of it, he, he ascribed or kind of implanted in me to basically say, hey, this is how I have to become a man, his way. And his way is the rough, tumble, uh, macho, super masculine, and, and not only that, it's just not who I am. And, and because I didn't measure up, it's just take it in. So he's literally saying to you, to the audience, even though he's talking to me, there's a standard that says that he as a man can't cry. There's a standard that says he as a man has to be rough, tough, and harsh. But God made, just like he made women, hard, soft, and, and then these crybabies, okay? It's the same thing he made in man. And, and sometimes men are diminished because they cry. Yeah. And I've, I've seen so many times, like I say, oh, that's a boy girl, okay? And, and what I call a boy girl is somebody that's soft on the inside that looks like me, that operates like me. And, and, and Lord says, no, that's a man that's after my heart. And he's okay to move in his emotions. And we have said many times that men should not be that. We wanna reframe men. And we wanna make men out to be something they're not. And so they, fight to fit into this place. And the only reason why I'm saying that, I have a son who's just like you. And when he's standing among other men, oh, they call him wimpy. They even make him think he's gay. But my son is 100% non-gay. But if he's measured against, you know, some of my, my, my two daughters, one husband to be and the other husband, he doesn't show up well. Mm. Yep. And the reason why he doesn't show up well, because he got so much of mommy in. <laughs> and and that's also uh, a <laughs> reason, <laughs> a reason to also kind of like gravitate to toward my mom and toward the the feature because at one point there is violence. Yeah, now. there's violence in my in my family where. Abuse has happened, and, and, and as a man, so I have two other sisters. I'm the middle child, and there's expectation to show up for her. And then not only that, it's like protect her, my mom, instead of being my dad. And, and a lot of judgment also was there when, with my dad. But that worthiness is, I'm still fitting in on that in that area, Pastor. Because he's literally saying to you guys that he doesn't feel worthy because he doesn't look and operate according to what a standard that has been forced for him to step into. And because he can't fit into that, he's struggling. 
and, 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 and you can't bring like stuff like that to God, right? <laughs> How do you bring stuff like that to God? <laughs> but, but you miss it. How can you bring stuff like that? Because God wants the bigger things. It's, it's, do you hear me? The bigger things. And, and the last thing we want to, to waste God's time with this little thing, or how we feel, or how people make us feel. Okay? We think we're hardwired wrong. No. <laughs> we think we are hardwired incorrectly. So we think God made a mistake with the vessel we're in. So how can I go to the creator and say, you made a mistake of how you wired me? And so a lot of times when we're in this position, I ain't going to build no holies of holies. I am not entering into no throne room because I already know what's going to be said about me. And so don't invite me to come in because I ain't coming. Because I already know what they're going to say. And I know what the enemy's going to uh, work his plan. And I'm already torn down enough. I can't go before him. And, and, and it's like you hear the roadmap of entering in. You don't want to go there. Because you're already broken. Myself. And a lot of things that I have an expectation that when I'm in this space, pastor or title, that you have to have it all together, right? You have to have all those expectation taking care of that I can go into the holies holies back and forth and and then you know have no problem <laughs> but it, it it and then part of also like not bring not that I don't bring it to the Lord right I bring it to the Lord but I coming here I also want to keep it packaged to you guys as, as I think part of it is that performance part that that when in 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 reality we're not we're not perfect nothing is perfect nothing is perfect package but in when we see in culture Christian culture is always that package with the bow and tie and this is this is the gift that's that as a pastor hey this is the elevated life this is the life of we're living and and I'm not all together and and coming here it's very skittish very very Less confidence, bring, bringing things before you guys. Holy Spirit was literally saying to me, in this particular place, we become Martha's. Because then we so afraid of ourselves and we won't present that to the Lord. So we make ourselves with busy work. We have so many things that we find ourselves doing with the Lord because we won't address the things that are really in, on the inside of us and that's us how we see ourselves and because we refuse to address really what's going on so i'm going to get my hand in this i'm going to do the instruments i'm going to play the drums i'm going to do this and i'm going to do all of these things because it's pleasing to the lord and it deflects from 
what I really have going on. Because if anybody could really see me, they'll see I'm not engaged. But God already know you're not engaged. God's word says, I call you as you are. So he knows the frailties that's on the inside, but most of all, he knows how he built you. And there's only one of you. And he didn't make a mistake. I can never be Billy. Billy can never be me. But what we need is Billy, because Billy has a softer approach. It's like we change roles. I'm this har, har, har. And he's the soft, come on, come on in. But he's trying to be har, har, har. And, and, and he's, come on in. Yeah, oftentimes I don't value this softness of me because it's like, oh my gosh, it's too soft. <laughs> but again, it's just like mismatch and valuation. And sometimes it's like the Lord, again, orchestrate things, right? To, to kind of pull things out. But that resistance, no matter, there, there will be resistance in individual. And I'm encouraging you to address that. Because like, like Doug, uh, Douglas need Anita, need any Douglas, we need each other, right? I, I cannot just say diminish and devalue me when the Lord is saying, this is valuable. This is value, very valuable, right? And there's a value in each one of you that, that basically... Blossom is good. Is it's time to blossom right now, right? It's time to blossom for me, you know, even though I'm crying here. But we need that too. <laughs> yes. I want your hand on your Yes. I feel like his dad has like Uh-huh. Yeah. And I try to teach him otherwise. Yeah. Uh-huh. He just will react in anger, yeah. but he he can hear God really well. It would be so good for you to connect and show him that. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, I will try. I will try. It's very silly. I end up getting angry a lot with him mm-hmm. because I I see a lot of his dad, and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm living. <laughs> Dominic, you can say something anytime. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I, I will share like Asian to Asian. Yes. Because, well, I, I truly appreciate the old Mm-hmm. And I realized I, I, you know, I, I'm not whole because of that, that formation. And so for me to 
out a meal, especially an Asian baker, to be able to cry is like a breakthrough. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Go 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 ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Really, I also wanted to say initially when you were explaining, yeah. what came to my mind was the story of David, yeah. where all the brothers who were older than him were acknowledged, and he was just the first that worshiped God. So yeah. it shows us that his esteem was in the Lord, but ultimately the Lord was the one who lifted him up. Amen. And, and it's always knowing that it's it's I I know that I'm, I'm learning a book of Samuel from one to two and and I know that and then but then being that right being that that's always a challenge and to me it's always the how because I'm analytical again I want to know the how but the Lord is keep telling me just just be, just do, and then keep practicing. And I cannot know until, like, Abraham walked the walk to to Canaan. You know, there is no such set path. There is no um, GPS in thing. It's that adaptability and not only that, the, the ability to just hear and then follow the Lord. That's what is important, too, in, 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 this, in this walk. And sometimes I, I don't value that. It's just like I want to... And my mind also want to expose that I will get there in the future, not now. Whereas the Lord is even right now showing like it's now, it's now, it's now. And that resistance, you know, expose that resistance. And then what pastors kind of do is it's like, why do I think like that? And how did I become this identity when the Lord is saying something else, Right. Dominic, anything you could add? So I kind of grew up uh, very similar as far as male figures not really showing emotion. So I definitely Mike that. to the hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I, I, can, I can talk louder. That's, that's okay. Um, so what I had to learn is that there's a season for, for everything. It's, it's, it's a balance. Uh, I know society tells us, uh, especially for men, that it's, you know, it's wrong to show that emotion and, and cry, but there is a season for that. I also understand, too, that's a season to control that as well. There's certain situations you do have to control that. Um, it's just being aware of what season you're in. And something that I'm, I'm still learning to this day as well is the what season I, that I'm currently in and embrace that season. So it's not necessarily of shutting off the season, but embracing that season that you're that you're in. So there is going to be a season, you know, where it's you know it's a rainy season. It's going to be a season, you know, where it's autumn. And it's going to be a season of sunshine. You just got to embrace that season that you're in. Amen. So I, I do understand that, and and I try not to accept, you know, that it's always going to be 
a hard, it's always gonna be a sunny season. That's not the case. You're gonna feel those seasons when they do come. Just acknowledging what season you're in and embracing it. Uh, and uh, addition to that, right? Sometimes, again, speaking of resistance, speaking of the battle, right? And I seen the both side, the before and after the battle, and oftentimes. <sighs> For me, I avoid, uh, if I battle, I battle for win. You know, I don't want to battle to like feed, uh, uh, experience defeat, to experience total loss or whatever. And if knowing, for example, um, there's a failure or disappointment and there's this hesitant to just go all out. When at, when life, there is no guarantee. Right? There is no guarantee in life. The only guarantee is that the cross, his love, that, uh, those are the guarantee that's already proven. And oftentimes I want to secure victory in that battle. I mean, overall victory is God has the victory, but at the same time, I want to look good in that thing. I want to look good here and forget about the relationship that there's a reason why I'm coming here to expose myself to be vulnerable to for the Lord to pull things out of me or to let things go from me you know and oftentimes he will not let it go until you step up onto the plate you know until the battle it will not go until the journey it will not be before the pre-journey pre-trip it's going to be on the trip so that's encouragement. Can I say something in this? Holy Spirit wanted me to make sure that each one of you look at what's making you feel unworthy. Because if you don't speak to it, it's going to continue to speak to you. And it's going to continue to have its way with you. And the key here. God deems all of us and call all of us worthy. But the problem is we won't go before him because there's something that's standing in our way. And you have to remove the giant. Put it this way. The Lord shows me like an entrance door and the giant is there. And you have to be willing to walk past the giant. That doesn't mean that the giant is going to move out of your way, but you've got to walk past it. And when you get the courage to walk past it, you'll find that that giant is not as tall as you think it is. Because he shows me this huge giant. And the more you walk towards him, you're seeing the giant being sized. And it's sizing down to whatever it is. And then when you get past it, he shows me that it's a small little man. And so the key here is you've raised this up based on what something said you must become instead of having God's idea and way of how he created you. And so... 
I cannot enter in if I'm trying to change the framework of who I am. I have to accept who I am. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a cafeteria conversation, right? <laughs> and in that place where I'm accepting who I am, I have to come into that place and stop trying to put all these things in front of me to make me look like I accepted it. I put busy things in front of me. Accept who I am and stop allowing these things. He literally said, and I was trying to get him to pull out, my dad said this, my dad said you have to be like this. Well, he's never going to measure up to his dad because he doesn't see his dad as a strong man. He even has a different idea of what his dad looked like. He, he may not even categorize him in that manly uh, standpoint because of some of the things he's done. But that's judgment he has to put aside. But that doesn't make him stronger. That don't make him, how would I say, uh, a macho man. He's still Billy. And you're still who you are. And you're created in God's image. And in that image, you have to learn to be you. And stop trying to be what others think you should be. Because that's what our problem. I'm not what people think I am. I'm always what I think people think I should be. And I cannot be what people think I should be. I need to be what God made me. Yes, there is that battle of like, you know, the expectation what pastors think because then, oh, I was so consumed by the position that I kind of assume some of your people's expectation and not only that, I taking it in to kind of modulate, present what I can be to you guys. We're going to turn around again. <laughs> okay. Yes. And we're not going to look at the people. And we're just going to talk yes. again and have a different conversation. Sure. So where do your value come from? <sighs> um, a lot of my values comes from the church activities that I was doing. And a lot of the my grow up identity, so from 15, 16 till now, it's more church based or church related. So a lot of the values from coming from there, and uh, so let me let me rephrase this in another. When I look at your value. And I really look at you because I see you could do a whole bunch of things. But something gets way in front of you for the things you really want to do because something else speaks to you that diminishes your value. Talk to me about that. Um, a lot of things that I want to pursue but didn't pursue a lot of uh, self-doubt and self-talk and uh, part of it like I'm um, thinking about moving and a lot of that goes to my mind is like 
what about the church? Who are going to take over? Who's going to um, do this? Who's going to continue this forward? Because it's been, what, 20, 10 plus years that I've been with this church, and leaving this church is just like, I don't want to. But at the same time, it's, it's necessary because it's part of like the uh, movement that the Lord kind of showed me where he pushed me to. So it's, it's, it's hard. And uh, it's, it's just you guys and this church has been integral to my identity all, all throughout my life. So what he's literally saying to you guys, that his comfort is in, in the church. He hasn't found out who he is. And so God is removing the blanket from him, and he's afraid of the change. And so in that place where he could see God's about to move a blanket from, uh, from what he's been cuddling and, and, and esteeming, God is literally saying, I'm going to put you into that new place where you're going to find out truly who you are. He's afraid to get out of his comfort zone. Because that's part of our value, too. We stay in comfortable places. Get it? Because the comfortable places are the easiest places for us. So he's literally saying, I can see change coming, but, but I don't want to change. So he deflects. They're going to miss me. I don't know what they're going to do without me. I'm not going to do this. And God, I'm, God's going to raise somebody else up. But they're going to this, and I don't know what to do. I've been 20 years doing this. Do you get it? So I, I want to stay in my comfort. Yeah. Because he's literally saying, is there something else out there? If it is, I'm afraid of it. Isn't that where many of you guys are at? I'm afraid of the change. I'm afraid to move out of the place that's been so comfortable for me. This is why when Bradley's calling us into this other place, we're like, oh my God, I can't go. Oh my God, you staying here? I had to call Precious, and I said, I can't get into the throne room. I can't go to that. She said, see a courtroom. I said, I don't know what's going to be said to me. She said, just agree. I said, I don't know if I can agree. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to be said. You can't, you don't know if you're going to agree. And so when I went, I was like, and I heard, and I said, I agree, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> exactly. Because nobody wants to hear themselves. And face the truth. And that's what he's saying in this message. I don't want to face me. And so when I heard the first thing, I said, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree, but I'm just agreeing because I was told to agree. I, I, I didn't even listen because I was afraid to hear more. But you have to. And she kept saying, she kept 
on the other side. Okay, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm at work. I got to go. <laughs> I hung up and ran out the room. Because it became overwhelming to me to hear me. Can, can, can I say something no. on, on, on this, in this part? So for those that are missing out, pastor's talking about there is a courtroom that the Lord's taking all of us to this area. And, and then legally, what Bradley's saying is that there's a legal pro procedure in the heaven. And not only that, there is an accuser who will accuse us. Right, and 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 pastors basically telling us that yeah she's she don't want to hear, but what Bradley pushing us is hear her, sorry hear the accuser, because that is exposing what's inside of us, and after hearing the accuser hear what the Lord is saying to us, because He will also encourage us that. The cross again, the blood, the, the plead of, of what he has done to you. He will show you that, hey, this enemy, this accuser says something, but at the same time, I have redeemed you. I have loved you through this. This doesn't matter anymore. Okay, so take the time, Pastor. Take the time. Take the time, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And just to clarify, this isn't the throne room. This is a courtroom. But yet the, I don't, because he, the past two services I was here where he brought this forward, he brought us into, he's given us access to this position or this place and, and that we can access it from now on. And so as you, we spoke about it now, you could feel the realm start to open up again in that area. That's how it works. Yeah. Because we recognize that what's been in front of us is ourselves and how we see ourselves. And like I said, busy, Billy makes busy work, but all of us do the same. You know, I do the same thing. I will book appointments. I will do everything other than to get in front of that and hear. And then when I do hear, I'm like, because then that measuring up comes forward. And you can hear somebody, such as your parents speaking, and you say to yourself, I missed it again. And even if it's not your parents speaking, you don't like to fail. And every time you hear the word failure, or you see that something you didn't do or you should have done, it's something that really begins to speak to you when the Holy Spirit is literally trying to get us out of that place. And Amanda says it so clearly, and I'm surprised she didn't grab a mic, because it's called condemnation. And we live in this place of condemnation where we're constantly tearing ourselves down because we have a different expectation over ourselves than what God has given us. What's funny is as you were talking about that, what I saw in the throne room of passing through a door was not a giant, but it was myself attacking me. Like a version of me coming at me to fight me as I'm trying to get through a door. That is my everyday battle. 
was it? Huh? Was it really a clone? It's condemnation. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. It was condemnation. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. Why? Did you see something else? <laughs> Go ahead. Was it your soul? Do you feel it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in a condemning way. But our soul, when the condemnation rests, will attack us spiritually, which we need to repent but forgive ourselves as well for allowing that because our soul is defending itself against what we've done to it over the years in our life. So it will condemn us because it has been beaten quite a bit. You feel the... Mm-hmm. The atmosphere change a bit, right? Mm-hmm. So the condemnation was resting in the soul, which is, it doesn't need to, but we can repent, forgive ourselves, and love our soul, and even say, I'm sorry. And, and that's learn. where you see yourself in the spirit hugging yeah. that other side of you. Yeah. Yeah. And in that place as you're hugging, you could see it taking its hand and saying, we could do this, let's go forward. And when we can do this, we have to be willing to move forward. But when he said, your soul speaks, I heard my soul literally saying to me, I can't take no more. And, and, And it was literally saying, you got to let go because I cannot take anymore. And I could feel the cry of my soul crying out to me, literally saying, we're at a crossroad. We have to agree. And this is where I need to present this really quick. The Lord was showing me, the Lord, the provider, was showing me in order for him to actually push us into position, we have to, we have to deal with these, these seeds. Because if not, as plants, we will sow these seeds unto others. Yeah. So it is, it is vitally important that we do what he says and we address the things he brings to us. Because the new position, the soil, the fruit we are to bear, the seeds from those fruits have to be pure. Otherwise, he cannot. I don't know your name, gentlemen that's standing, but the Lord literally said to me to say to you, don't stop chasing after me. He says he hears the cries of your heart. And he knows even as you've been listening to the word that is bearing witness to some of the things that you've been experiencing. And the Lord literally say, it's okay to be vulnerable in front of him and to lay down the things that has been constantly beating in your heart. And he says, trust him. And he says, for I shall heal the brokenness that resides in the heart. I, I want to also do encouragement in the courtroom 
prosecutor will be tough, but know that our defense attorney is top-notch, guys. <laughs> top-notch, all right? So you got the best defense. <laughs> the thing about the courtroom, if we don't deal with it, it will still linger. That's what Bradley say. And, and I'm asking you just persevere through the thing. Persevere, because as you go through, that release happen if you persevere. But if you being unaware, it will come back because it will still take roots in our soil. But take it by take our time. You don't have the Lord is patient. Not only that, but proceeding has to go forward. Okay, don't avoid this this court. Don't don't avoid what. The enemy brought, and not only that, what the Lord value us, and don't resist Him in in that area. I got to say something one more time to the gentleman because I seen a vision, and somebody gonna have to help me with what I seen. In Disneyland, there's this particular ride that I hate, and the reason why I hate it because my kids just thinks it's the greatest thing. No, it's not Space Mountain. It's, it's where um, the pirates come, Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I dislike that ride, and every time they try to get on that ride, I say, I'm not going back there. But as I was looking at you, the Holy Spirit showed me a, a, a portion there's this one ride where you go down the hill, you go down there, and then it's the pirate's life for me. The pirate's life for me. Yo, ho, yo, whatever it says, the pirate's life for me. And as you're going down, you see this man drunk, okay? And this woman is chasing around, chasing him around the circles, and it's just constantly chasing after him. The Lord showed me that picture of the woman chasing around, the Lord literally showed me that's him constantly chasing after you. And, 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 and that will just goes on. And when you get close to it, you just hear the sound of it. You know, like you could tell what the heck is that. And you automatically turn your attention and you see this woman chasing after a man. And, and she has this stupid laugh that she's chasing after him in. And the Lord is literally saying, He's chasing after you. And he says that in that place where there's laughter, there's freedom. And so he says he's creating that freedom as he's chasing after you. So whatever God's calling you into, he's chasing after you to, to get you into that place. And he's not giving up his chase. And so you need to know that God is chasing after you. So you got to come into that quiet place because he's not giving up his chase. Encouragement, Jonah. <laughs> Remember Jonah. Not, but it made sense to me when I seen it. I want to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Uh, 
the Lord says to you, Billy, will you trust me? Yes. But will you trust me even if it doesn't look like what you want? Yes. And, and I want you to even look beyond where you're at because you're saying God's closing the door, but I really want you to look at that door because I don't, sometimes we look at God's closing the door and we will run into the same thing we're running from. <laughs> yes. Do you get it? And so we never are forced into a yes. We, we never rush into something. Mm. And if it's something that God is leading us into, it's never going to hurt us. <laughs> yes. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? I know. So, uh, so what I'm literally saying, even though it's forcing you to look at you, and the need to make some changes in some areas. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to grab a hold of something that I'm being forged to. Mm. Because other than that, I'm right back in the same thing. Yeah. No. But what this message is really about, you standing up. Yeah. You standing up. And standing up in the places where you've been reluctant and afraid. Mm -hmm. And to know that it's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to feel like you feel. It's okay to feel, look like you feel. It's okay. Yeah. That I'm going to trust God no matter what. Yeah. And I'm not going to make rash decisions. Yeah. Because things are changing for me. It means I have to look at what I've been so comfortable with and I have to start doing some other things. Yeah. Um, a lot, of, a lot of uh, the again knowing, trusting the Lord is there, and then um, when part of my insecurities is in the moment, am I gonna make the right decision? Am I gonna right, make the um, questionable, whatever? And 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 I question that, and there's a lot of doubts, but he. I know, again, knowing that he already put a lot in me that is a good foundation, and that foundation is still there. And and instead of gravitating and grabbing a hold of the insecurities, you're grabbing a hold of that truth. And and for me, it's it's a Experiment. There you go. It's keep trying and and doing and being, and and that's 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 uh, my journey on 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 this change that happened. I I agree with the Lord that changes is happening, and 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 part of it I don't I'm resisting the change, but at the same times I have to. Um, accept the change because if I don't accept the change, is basically I'm just denying what the Lord is doing. Go ahead, Amanda. I've, I believe I've said this before a while back, but um, at, a, at one of the dark seasons or harder seasons of life, I was going to therapy. And our younger generations love therapy. We love talking about going to see therapists. But I think 
to the point of what is being said here, you can go back into the same cycle if you're continuing to just hold on to the same things and talk about the same things over and over again. I ended up running out of money and so I couldn't continue. And my therapist asked, well, what's your takeaway? And I said, well, I still don't know if God, I still struggle to believe God loves me. I'm still not perfect in these areas. I don't know what tomorrow holds or how I'm gonna get through this and I guess that's okay. And she was like, that is the goal of therapy. <laughs> For you to walk away into the gray areas and be like, it's okay. It's okay. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is the right choice today, but I'm trying my best and it's okay. It's going to work out. God has me. And she was like, my work here is done. <laughs> and I was like, I still feel terrible. She's like, good luck. Have a great life. <laughs> Uh, I said this in the uh, Sunday message, sometimes like our best effort and we often still measure that best effort even though it's already our best. And oftentimes I, I'm fallen into that category, like is this my best and can I do it but never accept. And part of it is also accepting, not questioning what the Lord is doing in our life. Because a lot of the resistance to change, the, the problem is accepting that change, accepting that reality. And the Lord is, again, patient with us, graceful with us, and leading us to the right direction. Um, just want to give a scripture on just the overall book because it's long, Psalms 139 when he basically <laughs> tell us how loving he is toward us, how he cares about our thoughts, and not only that, he elevate us. So in your meditation, read one Psalm, Psalms 139. Amen. Um, anything else? All right. So let's just stand up and pray. Let me <laughs> bless you all. We're going to do something a little bit different. So if you're on a roll and you don't have two, uh, four people, join a roll where there needs to be four. Grab a hold of a partner. Grab a hold of a partner. If one, two, try to get two each partner. Two four. two or four two, four. two two. Two two. Two two. Pair up. Two two, but it should be groups of four. Two two groups of four. Yeah. You're gonna pray for the person that you're holding hands with, but it has to be group of four. So you're gonna take the first two and you're going to pray for the other one. You're gonna take the next two, you're gonna pray. Then you're gonna switch off and take the next two and pray. Okay? Perfect example. I'm going to pray for Billy. And you're going to follow the same lead. Okay? I do not need you guys to hold on to the gifts that are in you. I want you to open your mouth. Some of you guys have already done this. I need you guys to start trusting the Lord. I think I can pull the couple up. Come on, couple, real quick. I don't have to do that. Yes. 
Yes, we get to do this again. David, can you pray for your wife? The way we talked about. What way did we talk about? Can you describe the way we talked about? So they'll know. Pray in the spirit. And when you feel led to stop, say what's on your mouth. In your mouth. Yeah. Do not do this. Billy, the Lord said to trust him. To believe that he has you. And not only believe that he has you, but to stand in faith. Don't do that anymore. Okay? We got to get out of the tricycle. And we have to begin to ride our bikes. And the tricycle is where we're afraid to just be who we are. What's on the inside of us is Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is willing to move if you give him a place. So the only thing you're doing is filling your vessel. And then he takes control of your vocal cords if you will allow him. Perfect example. What I have for you is beyond where you're standing. I need you to trust me. I need you to walk with me. And I need you not to get in your feelings. I need you to know that I am for you. I am not against you. And I am leading you into greener pastures. My word will reside in you, and it will go before my people and bring forth the changes that I have called for. This is not about you. It's about what I am doing in you, son. Believe, stand in faith, and know that I am Lord. That's it. Didn't I bear witness? That was word in it. It was everything. And it wasn't flower. Oh, you're mighty, you're beautiful, you're great, God has you. You know all that fluffy stuff you've been giving. That ceased now. God's not allowing us to go back. You're now going to empower people for kingdom and stop giving them stuff that's hindering them. You're going to stop calling out their badness because God already calls it out to them anyway. They call it out to God. Empower them for greatness. And so each one of you is going to turn around to the other person and empower them for greatness.
If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this. Thank you.